Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. Beware the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm the home. The floor is quicker than the sand. You still don't understand what you're doing, Mr. I'm learning. Perfect. All goes in. They're under the ground! They're under the This species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? More two of us in a room with big sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. The human body is truly astounding. Women's in particular. We take for granted the power of life, but if you take but a moment to think on the strength it takes to grow another human being, it's honestly breathtaking. So what is it like to be that powerful and yet feel so damn helpless? Your body swollen, back breaking, mind working in overdrive to make sure that the life you're bringing into the world, well, stays there. We may not have the most qualified people to discuss such a topic, but a horror movie, that I think we can handle. Welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, Ryan. Uh, what's the weirdest interaction you've ever had with a neighbor? All right, well, hello. <laughs> Just to start off with. Um, weirdest interaction I've had with a neighbor? Um, I mean, I've sp- I spent most of my life growing up on like a rural property, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of neighbors, it was the neighbor who took you took five minutes to walk to get to, right? Oh yes. Um, so so not not too many interactions, but I have had a lot of neighbors' animals escape on my property. <laughs> okay, go on. Like I've, I've you know opened up the curtains in the morning and seen a cow staring at me through the window. <laughs> Um, I've had I've chased my neighbor's pig around. <laughs> oh yes, I think I've heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, chickens as well, right? They yeah. just sort of wander onto your property at some they, point. It's, it's not your property; it's their property. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, I, I've also had like a goat, which he had like a collar, which had uh, I, I guess PVC piping kind of attached to it because. Obviously, he was in, like, a cage or something that he wasn't allowed to get out of, and so the, it stopped him from, like, getting out of the gate because it was... Oh. Like, MC guys would hit kind of thing. So he just took it with him. Yeah, and he just, <laughs> he just appeared. It was, it was really weird. Um, met, met the owners, though, and they were lovely, and they had two dogs. I think one of them was called Gandalf. Oh, that's awesome. Which was cool. But, yeah, lo- lots of escaped animals. God, mine feels so dramatic now. Uh, <laughs> the last house, uh, before we moved into this one, we had that... Uh, uh, my partner and I were just watching um, just watching TV like we were doing in the evenings and we had to pause it because we kept hearing screaming and we were watching Supernatural but you know that's not the right sort of screaming and we were like the fuck is that 
<laughs> we ended up doing like we, we legged it down the thing because it honestly sounded like someone was being murdered and we did a loop around and it turns out that it was like three different pairs of people like all standing on the street sort of looking at this one house and we're like is it coming from there <laughs> and we're like yeah so we did a quick uh we did a quick um 911 call to uh, can we just get a can we get a check on the house it sounds like um someone's either being murdered or has found a body <laughs> <laughs> but one of the neighbours just went I think they're on crack and I just went okay <laughs> that's my exciting uh, neighbourhood story I guess did you ever find out what it was? Or? no but we saw we saw that lady not that long ago just before we moved and she was just wandering around the str- um, down the street in like a bathrobe just knocking over the like traffic cones and I was like okay <laughs> I think I think it might be crack <laughs> crazy cat lady from the Simpsons yes basically <laughs> Anyway, so that brings us on to our movie, which has uh, a lot to do with your neighbours, which is a 1968 cult classic, Rosemary's Baby. Do you have children? Uh, we plan to. Oh, it's a wonderful apartment. I love it. See what she's trying to do? She's trying to get you lower the rent. <laughs> Please, let's take it. Are you pregnant? No, not yet. No, you're not religious, my dear, are you? You know how actors are. They're all a bit self-centered. I dreamed someone was raping me. We have to make a baby. Dr. Hill? Congratulations. You're pregnant. Now to a fine, healthy baby. Here, here. I have a pain. Here. Pregnant women gain weight, they don't lose it. Pain like that is a warning that something isn't right. It's alive! We're your friends, Rosemary. Okay, so we get to open on some lovely shots of the city, and I love it when movies do this. Uh, especially period... Uh, it wasn't period for its time, but it's period now for us. Mm. You get to see, like, what New York used to look like in the 60s, and I'm like, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I like this. a little bit gross as well. <laughs> yeah, everything looks a little grey and brown. Mm. <laughs> it's a very, very creepy opening, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I put, my, my note here just says, awesome creepy music. Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just put Psycho with... Uh, yes, it gave me um, flashes of Psycho with singing, la- uh, lady singing. I was like, is this a lullaby? <laughs> the name of the movie is Rosemary's Baby. It would make sense. <laughs> mm. 
Um, so we get a, a couple arriving at what I thought at one point was just a facility. They sort of wandered in and I was like, oh, this looks like sort of very large building. I was like, is this like an asylum or something? Oh, I didn't know this place went here. It turns out it's an apartment block. And I was like, yeah. oh. I, I originally <laughs> thought it was a hotel because they had the guy in the elevator, you know, operating it. Oh, yeah, like yeah. That. The, the uh, yeah, I don't know what they're called. Bellboys? Yeah. Is, is that what it's uh, called? Something like that. I don't know. But, like, my first instinct was as soon as, like, the movie started and I saw him on screen and he, like, he leads them into the elevator and he, like, does the most shifty look, like, outside, like, is anybody else coming? <laughs> and he just, like, oh. And I was, like, it's him. <laughs> he's the murderer. He did it. I don't know what it is yet, but he's done it. <laughs> um, so the couple gets, um, we do learn that this is, uh, they're looking for an apartment and they get let in and I'm, like, oh, God, the hallway looks shit. There's like cracked tiles all over the floor and the walls are sort of, I don't know, this whole movie has sort of like a grey-brown filter over it. Mm. <laughs> I was like, this place doesn't look very clean. But then they actually open the door and have a look in the, in the apartment. I'm like, this is a fucking fabulous apartment. Look at this shit. <laughs> Nowadays, this, that would be like a, I don't know, 10, 12 million dollar apartment. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're up that high in the city. Mm. They, they learned that the last tenant passed away tragically and I'm like, oh, yes. Okay, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. She fell into a coma. Oh! No, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> Ryan, when were red flags invented? Because <laughs> I so in my head when I get to the end of the, when I got to the end of this movie, I just went, This is just red flag the movie, isn't it? She does catch on, but it takes a bit of time. <laughs> it's 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 such a movie like that I'd be interested to go watch again just to pick out all the things like All the red flags. Yeah. They're just like, Oh, yeah. Should have moved out then. Oh, <laughs> yep. Should have dumped him then. Oh, oh, yeah. No, stay away from the neighbors. <laughs> um, yep. She she fell into a coma and then died peacefully in her sleep. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's not bad. Mm. It could be worse. At least she wasn't like stabbed in the shower. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yes, exactly. So while while um, while our main characters are wandering around, we don't know their names yet. Um, they see a little note on the desk, and I had to pause because it's in cursive, and I couldn't fucking read it. <laughs> Yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, oh, this is important. They've, they've done a specific shot to show us this. And I went, pause. And I went, fuck, man, what's that saying? I had to do the exact same thing. I had to pause it. Whereas my partner, Becky, she, she just she just read it straight off. I, I was like, what does it say? And she was like, I cannot be associated with him anymore. Yes, I can no longer associate myself. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, that sounds very posh. And I was like, I forget how people in the 60s and 70s talk. Mm. <laughs> it's lovely. I love it. <laughs> we get this throughout the film, like, oh, can we please get it? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> Why don't we talk this talk like this anymore? <laughs> Shall we make love? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines in the movie. Oh. But um, yes, I can no longer associate myself. And I went, oh, oh okay. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, last tenant grew her uh, was growing herbs, and I just put a little winky face. Yep. Is it marijuana? <laughs> 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 but she's some, got some some sort of herbal garden in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, you grow your own spices. Mm-hmm. And my next note just says, "This is a fucking huge apartment." Because they went into like the living room or something like that, and I'm like, "You could fit my whole fucking house in here." How could they afford it? On the fact that he's like an, an out of work <laughs> actor. <laughs> And, and Rosemary herself doesn't work because it's the 60s and God forbid women worked and, it's, and he's like oh I'm struggling to get a part and you're like you just bought like a 12 million dollar apartment but as they're walking around um, 
they see a large um, drawer is blocking what should be another closet apparently and I'm like another closet yeah. uh, but anyway <laughs> but they, they can tell it's been moved because the carpet's faded or there's like a mark on the wall or there's, something there's, like that yeah the, the leg marks on the carpet that was it yeah yeah so like oh you know it used to be there and my next note just says this is suspicious much I'm like red flag <laughs> um, but they open the closet and inside is just a vacuum cleaner and that's it and I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> just a vacuum cleaner you say <laughs> um, but Rosemary convinces her boyfriend that um, or fiance I'm not sure, actually sure what the nature of their relationship is do they ever mention it are they married no but I would have ass- oh actually yeah I think they are they are married I would assume so. I mean, it would be pretty frowned upon to be trying for a baby without being married at that time. In the 60s? I don't know. 60s was free love, wasn't it? Mm, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure on the social faux pas I, I of think, the 1960s. I think they do mention it at some point. But I can't remember exactly. Mm. But anyway, um, yes, that's when we get the... Oh, please, can we get it? Oh, please, please. <laughs> oh, please. It's a wonderful apartment. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have that now. Um, they meet with who I thought was their previous landlord, but I'm not sure if it actually is. Um, Dutch? Oh, uh, Hutch. Oh, sorry, Hutch. Hutch. Yes. yes, I've got his name later on in my notes, but for ages I just called him previous landlord. <laughs> the first thing he says is like, oh, it's so sad to see you move out. And I'm like, oh, okay, this must be the ex-landlord then. I would be happy for having him as my landlord, to be honest. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Apart from a little bit later, but we'll get on to that. Um... He mentions that the building they're moving into has a dark history uh, of witchcraft and child cannibalism. Mm, yep. Just <laughs> thrown in there. And it's, uh, <laughs> I love that the witchcraft comes first and then child cannibalism is just sort of an afterthought. And I'm like, that's really the main event, really, isn't it? <laughs> Paganism and like witchcraft and Satanism is one thing. Actually eating children generally more frowned upon <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> but the couple decides that yes they're going to take the apartment they move in I love that she brings in a massive bag of stuff and he carries a lamp <laughs> I don't know why I've noted this I didn't pick up on that didn't you notice no. I don't know why I've noticed this but Rosemary comes in with like you know big bags which I assume are like clothes and shit like that and he just carries a lamp just a lamp <laughs> my first note was why is he carrying a lamp I mean we know later yeah. but <laughs> they start unpacking and they can hear the neighbours through the walls because, you know, $12 million apartment, the walls are like paper, apparently. Mm, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's fine. They have a move-in dinner, you know, Chinese pizza on the floor. And she turns to him and just, can we make love? Let's make love. <laughs> Let's make love. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, oh, it's so beautiful. I nearly had a tear in my eye. Nowadays, you'd look at your partner and go, you want to bang? <laughs> 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 like, oh. For me, it was just the reaction of the husband. Like, <laughs> it almost sounded like it seemed like he wasn't into it. He just kind of like sat there for a second and then he finishes like, his slice of pizza. And, and, and then he made such an effort of taking his socks off. <laughs> like, oh, if I have to, God, Rosemary, you can never be pleased. Um, but they turned the light out. They took off their own clothes, which is a pretty. Um, good indicator of how long they've been in a relationship mm. they're not like desperate and hungry for each other not ripping each other's clothes oh, I mean it's the 1960s so I don't know how that works but you know <laughs> it, it gives you so, sort of an idea of what the nature of their relationship is yeah. I guess I'd say they've been together for a while um, they're used to each other 
they start renovating the apartment. Rosemary stops because there's an ad on TV with her husband on it. He jumps on a motorcycle. He's being sold a motorcycle or something like that. And I'm Yamaha. Like, Yamaha. <laughs> Yamaha motorcycles. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, Rosemary meets one of the new neighbours, uh, Terry, who uh, lives next door. And I just go, oh, a new friend. Yay! Rosemary has a friend. And she has a little ball necklace which has some sort of smelly incense in. And I go, mm-hmm. okay, yep, not suspicious at all. That's fine. She's like, oh, the lovely people I live with gave it to me. And I'm like, red flag number three. <laughs> <laughs> you need like a little counter. Yes, you just need a little counter. There's another counter I set up later, but we'll get to that as well. But yes, we have counter for red flags and Rosemary, you should have fucking gotten out of there. <laughs> this is tag number three and we're only like 15 minutes in. Um, we learn that Terry isn't actually related to the Castanets. She was homeless and a drug addict. Mm. And we go, oh, okay. Okay, they were nice people. They brought her in. They got her sober. They gave her a weird smelling necklace okay <laughs> and she sits on their couch and watches TV all day uh, yes <laughs> and my next note just says well these walls are paper thin because we hear creepy chanting from next door <laughs> red flag number four <laughs> <laughs> evil demonic chanting from the neighbours like and they're like oh how how quaint how kooky and I'm like no get out what are you doing <laughs> And I just put that's that explains why the apartment was so cheap. Cultist neighbours. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Generally just drops the house prices. Right down. <laughs> not a deceased estate or anything. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um next thing we see, there's police outside the building and I went, Oh fuck me, Terry's dead already. This- <laughs> This was my favourite scene. This was your favourite scene? The acting was so deadpan. It was, especially from the castanets who we meet in a second. It was so good. I realise now, after seeing the entire thing, why they were acting so deadpan. Yes. I literally just put a... a, a, I put, uh, oops, no friend for Rosemary. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, my favourite line, and this was the one time when I was watching the film where I actually burst out laughing, was the, the cop. Who, right. Okay. When, when he goes and talks to the the Castor, Castanets or Castor the Nets, mm. and he's basically asking them if Terry uh, lives with them, mm. and they're like, "Yes, there's something wrong." And he, it's just in the most Ted bad way. He's like, "That's right." I'm like, "Brace yourself. <laughs> she's dead." And he goes, "Oh dear. <laughs> How terribly awful. We are devastated. Clearly." <laughs> but um, but yes, the Castanets come home, and what has there been an accident? <laughs> and I put, they already knew. They're very bad liars. <laughs> My next note just says, I don't like these two. <laughs> She's just like, oh, what a pity. Oh, what a pity. Yes, basically. Oh, it's a shame she had no relatives. <laughs> and I just put, clearly suicide. The old couple, couple just makes sure it comes off that way. But uh, Rosemary says that uh, Terry had a brother in the Navy. Some information that absolutely never comes back. I know. Actually, I was expecting the movie to end with the brother investigating or he comes through at some point and discovers the cult or something like that. It just never comes to fruition. It's just useless information that I had to jot down. (laughs) (laughs) Waste of ink. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yes, this is both myself and Ryan's first time watching Rosemary's Baby. I think we decided uh, off mic that we were going to call it a cherry pie if it was both people. <laughs> so this is not a cherry pop. This is a cherry pie, everyone. Um, Rosemary can't sleep. Uh, she keeps having flashes of Terry's body and a crazy nun. I have no idea what this is about. And yeah. by the end of the movie, I still don't know what it's there, about. There, there was really weird. And there was evil ones in the future as well. Mm. Which, like... <sighs> 
there's some like semblance of how they could be related, but honestly, a lot, a lot of it was just. I was like, in, was she like an orphan, and she was in like a nunnery? Like you know, they have the the uh, back in the day, well, you'd have yeah, like orphanages you, run by nuns. She was talking about something about the windows. Like she told somebody about the windows, mm. and they were like covering them in bricks. But then, yes. like, then it doesn't come back at all. No, it doesn't. And I'm like, what does this mean? Please explain. I, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a longer version that explains it, but this movie's already two and a quarter hours, so... <laughs> Either that or it's, it's based on the book, right? There might be something more in there. Oh, it's based on a book. I need to get a copy of the book. Mm. Mm. Um, but we meet Minnie Castanet for the first time, who is a pain in the ass. Mm. My first notes just say, she checks the apartment. House looks brighter. She's very nosy. You having kids? Love the paint job? Love the furniture? Where did you get it? How much was it? And I'm like... Oh my god, this lady. <laughs> Someone just barged into a, my apartment asked me where I got all my furniture and how much it was. I'd be a, a little unnerved, I think. <laughs> Honestly, like she was she's probably my favorite character. Oh really? Out of all of it. Yeah, like she grows on me. At the beginning of the movie I'm like, I hate this woman. I hate her. By the end of the movie I'm like, she's not the worst one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, there's also just there's something about the accent like the the whole New Yorker or... yes it's she's got a very cliched New York accent yeah and I love it it's so good <laughs> uh, but Minnie invites them around to dinner um, they play the grief card you know because uh, she's like oh come around to dinner come around to dinner she's like oh no no, I couldn't you know um, uh, you know my husband he's off at work and he's you know auditioning and Minnie's like oh yes just leave the grieving old people next door all dramatic like and she's like fine we'll come around for fun fucking dinner <laughs> uh, Guy gets home we now learn that this is Guy it's Guy and Rosemary I don't like Guy Guy is an asshole um, <laughs> he is honestly a bit yeah the entire movie I'm like I don't like him Rosemary you could do better yeah. <laughs> um, he gets home he lost out on the latest role oh mm. you're probably a bit shit then aren't you <laughs> have trouble paying the rent yeah it's <laughs> like 12 million dollar fucking apartment um, he agrees to go to dinner uh, and my note just says, yeah, Guy's kind of an ass. He's very self-obsessed. <laughs> he is. Which is actually brought up several times, so they're at least aware of it. They're yeah. like, Guy, you need to stop talking about yourself. I'm a human being as well. And he's like, yes, that's very, very true, Rosemary. So about my role. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. always him apologising and bringing it straight back to himself. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. So we have dinner with Minnie and our husband, Roman. This is the couple that are the castanets. We learn that Roman is a traveller. Uh, he goes, name a place, name any place. I bet I've been there. And they're like, this place. And he's like, yes, I've been there. It was uh, 19, uh, 1922. It was blah, 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 blah. And I completely zoned out. <laughs> because I, I have known old people like this. I worked in a retirement home uh, for, for a while. Yes, they do just talk. Just just yep. endlessly. Yeah. Um, Guy and uh, Rosemary seem to just sort of um, glaze over, although Guy feigns interest later. Uh, they have dinner talk. Uh, my note here just says, there's two things you should never bring up at dinner, politics and religion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because Roman immediately goes into, like, how stupid the church is, and the church is ridiculous, and, like, the Pope is an idiot and everything like that. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to disagree, but it's the dinner table. You don't discuss politics and religion. It's rude. <laughs> but at least they, yeah, at least they brought up the fact that it was making Rosemary uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they did acknowledge that. 
which sort of hints at the fact that Rosemary's got some sort of religious background. Either she is. I mean, she sort of mentions that she used she's to Catholic. be Catholic. She said she used, yeah, used to, be. to be. Yeah, so she was brought up Catholic, mm. is what she said. But saying. she's not anymore because she's not sure. So I don't know if she's like yeah. agnostic now or. Yeah. Mm. Um, they hassle Guy about acting. Uh, you ever had a lead role, guy? <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, that's a that's a sharp needle to be jabbing in there. <laughs> um, uh, the next scene, we we have the women doing the washing up because that's what women do mm. while the men drink and smoke. <laughs> yep. And I'm just like, oh, fucking sixties. <laughs> um, we learn that Minnie grows herbs as well. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm seeing a pattern. (laughs) Is it the marijuana? um, uh, Rosemary mentions that she's fertile. And I'm like, is this just what conversation was like? My note just says, is this normal conversation for the 60s? Is this just what people talked about? Because she literally, it comes out of nowhere. She just turns to me and she's like, yes, I'm quite fertile. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm blushing here. Well, she's bringing it up in comparison to her family, right? Because her family has, like, loads of kids. Mm. She says she's got, like, 13 nieces and nephews. Yeah, something like that. And she's, she, uh, yeah, and Minnie sort of talks about, I mean, she mentioned earlier, and you're like, have you got kids and stuff like that? So it's sort of an extension of that, I guess. But it just felt so (laughs) left field. It really did. I mean, you can talk about your family. You know, I've got got three brothers, a mum and a dad. I've got nan and granddad. They live in England, except like, but you don't turn around and just go, and yes, my sperm is very fertile. (laughs) <laughs> I could make many babies. Just try me. <laughs> you should try that next time you're in a job interview. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so Guy and Rosemary gossip about the neighbours when they get home. Uh, Guy mentions that he's going round tomorrow. And I'm like, well, if you hated it that much. Um, Rosemary said she's not going because she uh, they make her uncomfortable. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's very sensible, Rosemary. Um... She mentions that there was no pictures on the wall, just spaces where pictures should have been hanging. And I went, oh god, Rosemary noticed this better than I did. I didn't see shit. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's anything you could notice because you wouldn't be looking for it. You wouldn't know where the photos would have been in the first place. Well, I assume you could see, like, picture hooks or something like that in the wall, but I guess we never really got... It doesn't, it doesn't even give you... Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it never gives you a good look at the wall, as far as... No, no. But that would be too obvious, I guess. I guess it's one of those things that, like, if you spot it in the background, you're like, hmm, that's a bit weird. But then they also did, made stuff very obvious in the very beginning with the note. So it's like... Well, that's in cursive. No fucker's going to read that if you don't put a close-up in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rosemary settles in to, re- uh, to read for the evening. Oh, lovely evening. I love just sitting down and reading um, and night but she's immediately interrupted by the loud neighbor Minnie uh, and her friend from upstairs she's just brought a friend around and these and I just my next note it's so good I just wrote is this a cult or something <laughs> and I'm like, little do I know in like an hour's time I'm like yes yes it very much is <laughs> I love the fact that they just came in and just sat down and started knitting I know I'm like the fucking audacity the only thing missing is for them to turn around and go what no tea <laughs> these people are so so, or uh, just the audacity of these two, they just expect so much. It's so weird. And I don't know whether it's a period thing or whether these people are just assholes. <laughs> I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. It's a bit of both. Um, Minnie gives Rosemary a present. It's the same necklace that Terry had. And I'm like, oh, 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 where's my red flag counter? <laughs> number five? Yeah, number five. Because I'm like, 
Are they just setting her up to be sacrificed? Was was Terry a sacrifice? Did they throw her out of the window for some reason? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, just put alarm bells. It's 300 years old and filled with some something called tennis root. Mm. And I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, that evening, uh, Rosemary takes off the necklace because it smells like shit. Yep. Something that's brought up regularly throughout this film, and yet people keep wearing them. <laughs> um, but Guy pushes her to wear it, and I just put, he's joined the cult, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I think by this point he probably has joined the cult. Yeah, well, I, I always imagined that the second, you know how he goes and visits Roman and Minnie on that second night? Without Rosemary. Yeah. Yes. I always imagine that was when it happened. Well, I think that's what Roman and him were talking about when they were smoking and drinking. Mm. Because when Rosemary walks in, they sort of jump, he jumps up like they've been interrupted doing something they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when he talked to him about it. The next night is when he got either initiated or they actually talked about initiating him into the cult and everything like that. the contract. Yeah, just put your blood here. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guy gets a phone call. It turns out he got the role after all because the actor who had it has gone blind. Yeah. Just, um, you know. <laughs> just casually. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, red flag number six. We had six already. How long are we into the movie? <laughs> I'm like, get out! <laughs> uh, yes, I, I just put, uh, has he become ill? And I just put, witchcraft? Question mark? <laughs> I was on the money this entire film, and this rarely happens when it's my first time watching a film. But, like, I put, is this a cult? Yes, it's a cult. Witchcraft? Yes, it's witchcraft. I was like, oh, I'm nailing it. See, the, the, yeah. I was what like watching it. Yeah, you could see all these things happening, and it was so straight and direct, and you could tell what was happening. It's why I was expecting there to be some sort of twist, right? Mm. But it honestly never came. No, it didn't. It's it's a suspense film where you're waiting for the characters to catch up to what you already know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I put witchcraft because I thought because they just sort of mentioned that he was ill when he's talking on the phone. He's like, oh, that that's terribly sad that that's happened. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'll be in, I'll be in the next morning and hangs up the phone. And I just went, oh, 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 did the other actor get ill or something? Well, that's a bit dodgy. And he turns around to Rosemary and goes, yes, he woke up blind. <laughs> I went, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Rosemary talking with ex landlord, which is not actually the ex landlord. It's Hutch. <laughs> uh, talk about how how guy is so self centered and only talks about his career. I'm like, seems fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, she gets home, finds roses everywhere. Guy apologizes for being so self-centered. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of romantic. And then he starts pushing for a baby, and I'm like, let's make a baby. Let's make a baby. Let's make love. <laughs> I've even circled the dates on the calendar. <laughs> yes, that was the most suspicious part. I'm like, you have not taken the tiniest bit of interest in Rosemary this entire fucking film, but now you know her menstrual cycle. Red flag number seven. <laughs> I'm like, just ditch him, please, please ditch him. But then we get a lovely date. There's wine by the fire. They have dinner, and the door buzzes, and I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking Minnie. <laughs> Minnie, can you just go home? <laughs> it's one of those people who's like, their entire life revolves around being social, and I, I I'm, I'm quite an introverted person, so this, mm-hmm. me too. This freaks me out. I'm like, how do you just? Yeah, I, I do you not need time alone? 
<laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, like, I would have looked through the, the little, you know, keyhole in the door or whatever, or the peephole, just and then I would have just gone, no. <laughs> I'm not opening the fucking not door. Home. Not home. <laughs> They'd be like, are you home? Yes, and I'm not opening the door. <laughs> but she comes around to ruin the mood, um, and I just put, did they know what tonight was? And yes. Yes, I bet they did. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, she's brought around chocolate mousse for dessert, and I'm like, don't fucking eat that shit. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't smell it. Mm. <laughs> yes, my note just says, for the love of God, don't eat it. <laughs> and I just put, is this fertility mousse? Are they like, I don't know if that's a thing, but are there drugs that like make you more fertile? <laughs> I don't think it's a thing, but it should be, I think. It should be. <laughs> oh, baby, I've got a romantic night. I've got wine, fire, dinner, and fertility mousse. <laughs> but, um... Uh, yeah, I was like, because I didn't know if, whether it was a thing. I know you get aphrodisiacs, which are yeah. like just to put you into the mental space. I get and chocolate, I guess, is an aphrodisiac as well. As well, but I didn't know whether fertility mousse was a thing. It turns out it's not a thing. No, um, <laughs> it's much more frightening what happens. But she sort of mentions there's a chalky undertaste, and I was like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm losing count now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, your neighbors are freaks. You're n- the only friend you made died, <laughs> and and your suspiciously self-centered husband is now taking an interest in you. Get out! Get out! <laughs> need fucking. <laughs> you need a flag. For every every red flag we've had, and then just weave them at her to see if she'll actually get out of the apartment. But yes, and I just put, oh, it's pills, isn't it? Some sort of ground up pills. Mm, something's in there. Um, yes, they have an argument because she doesn't want to eat it because it has a very weird taste. And I put, this is sensible. <laughs> <laughs> um, while Guy changes the record, she scoops it all out into a napkin, and I'm like, yes. I love how um, in this movie, uh, Rosemary has a decent amount of agency. Mm. Like, she arms herself when she needs to. She runs away when she needs to. You know, this thing tastes funny. I'm not going to eat it. But my husband won't let me not eat it, so I'll hide it. And I'm like, okay. She's proactive about what's happening. Why did we go backwards in the 80s? (laughs) This is in the 60s. And then we hit the 80s and nobody knows what the fuck is going on in any movie. We're just standing around going, Oh my God, is that a buddy? And then walks around to get murdered. (laughs) Anyway, that was my little tangent for that moment. (laughs) Your little rant. (laughs) My little rant about the fact that the 60s had more agency than the 80s did when it came to horror movies. Uh, But it's too late. She had a couple of spoonfuls and Rosemary is getting dizzy. And I just put, Holy shit. Did Guy roofie her? Oh my god! <laughs> Guy lovingly carries his wife to the bed. I don't trust Guy. <laughs> nope. Um, I just put, because, because there are certain words that I do not like, I just put, Guy takes advantage of her drugged state. <laughs> Um, yes, it's not pleasant, no. this scene. This scene uh, took me for a loop because I didn't think this sort of thing was allowed to be filmed in the 60s. Um, you know, they had all those um, media regulations and stuff like that, you know. I mean, Psycho was the first film to have a flushing toilet in it, for goodness sake. Like, really? Yeah. Did oh, you not know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, Psycho was the first movie to ever have a flushing toilet because it was uh, thought of as unseemly. Hmm. Um, you know, because she rips up, I can't remember what it was, a check or something like that and flushes it down the yeah. toilet. Yeah, and that was the first time it was ever shown. So I'm like, this is 1968. When was Psycho 1960, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it's 1960. So maybe, you know, 
Um, Psycho broke the dam. And then 1968 happened and Rosemary's Baby went, let's have devil rape. <laughs> in eight years, you've gone from toilets to devil rape. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, uh, we have some weird ship dreams. We've got Rosemary sort of wandering around in the nude on a ship. This, yeah, this was one of those other sequences like that, no, uh, the nun one, mm. where it didn't make a lot of sense why she was on a boat. No, but I kind of, I kind of saw it as like, her mind is adrift and this is just... Mm-hmm. I guess a metaphor for that. But who were the other women on the boat? I don't know. Were they? Did they end up being cultists? I didn't no, actually cause check. Because all the cultists were older ladies. Mm. These were young women. These were young women. I don't know. Maybe just people from her past, her friends maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I didn't actually look at their faces very closely. But we get another church flashback, which again, I, I don't know what that means. Um, but I did put that the, there is an awesome transition from the dream to the bedroom where she falls onto the bed yes yeah what an amazing transition i kind of want to know how they did that for the 1960s because nowadays it would just be cg'd yeah which is such a cop-out but in 1960s they had to be so much more inventive so i kind of want to know how they did this transition because mm. it's very cool it is very cool yeah she starts walking down this hallway butt naked and then she just falls over and then is on the bed and i'm like oh Wow, that's seamless. It's beautiful. I loved it. Um, uh, but the, the, the creepiness continues as there's a group of strangers, uh, butt naked, yeah. all, all watching her, chanting. Minnie and Roman and Guy are all there. And I'm like, I fucking knew he joined the cult. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we get this sort of... It's, it, it's hard to tell what's, in a, what's a hallucination and what's not. Yeah. But once I saw Roman and Minnie and Guy, I was like, oh, nope, this is real. There's just a whole lot of people in her bedroom. Mm. Uh, she gets tied down and um, raped by her husband, which is very unsettling. And like I said, not something I expected in this 1960s movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's just sort of in a fugal state, I guess. Uh, we get the image of uh, the Pope, um, a priest or a father. Yeah. What was up with the Pope? Who, who grants her forgiveness. It- and I'm like... She don't need no fucking forgiveness. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like I understand. Like there was multiple references to the Pope throughout the film, mm. but what was the point? I guess just because they're Satanists. Yeah, maybe. I guess. But it seems like such a not a cop out, but like uh, not unrelated either. But like not meaningful enough. Yeah. Mm. But I did notice that the the priests or popes or wherever he was, uh, was his ring is the necklace. Yes. His ring was the little um, smelly ball. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not call it that. Um, the little tennis root, the tennis um, root necklace. The tennis root necklace. And I was like, oh, that's a cool detail. So even her dreams are like, I don't know, melding with reality or they're like, her, her brain is already trying to warn her. Mm. Um, next morning she wakes up like nothing. Oh, I mean... Guy wakes up like nothing happens. He's like, oh, good morning. How'd you sleep? Oh, you drank too much last night. (laughs) I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, guy. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is this shit? And Rosemary's um, convinced it was all the dream. And the minute she sits up, she's got scratches all down her side. And I'm like, please see them. Please see them. Mm. Um... And and she does. Uh, and Guy's explanation is, well, I didn't want to miss baby night. It was kind of fun, like being a... a he said it was kind of fun in a necrophile way. Yeah, that was... <laughs> red flag times three. <laughs> yeah, that was just like, okay, divorce. 
If they're married, divorce. Just, just, I don't care. It, that was yeah. really weird. You don't, you don't say that. But that's... And <laughs> the fact that he thinks that this rape, you know, well, I didn't want to miss baby night. I'm like, oh my God. That's not an excuse. That's not even close to an excuse. Mm. That's so disturbing. <laughs> it's. Yeah. But Rosemary just sort of shrugs it off. Uh, and I have a note here with three exclamation marks that just says, Why isn't she more outraged? <laughs> She's just like, Oh, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yes, it's true. We didn't want to miss out on baby night. I'm like, Oh my god, your husband roofied and raped you. This is, this is not okay. <laughs> Why have you not at least slapped him? Well, was it actually her husband? Though, because I don't think it was. What, that was... That raped her. Wasn't it? No. Because you saw the the back of their head, didn't you, while they were... Initially. Grinding away. Initially, during that dream sequence, it was. And then it changed to a a beast, basically. Which was the devil, right? Maybe maybe the devil sort of inhabited Guy because he had that weird symbol drawn on his chest as well in blood. Potentially. I always... I, well, at least I always thought it was um, basically she essentially got raped by the devil, right? And, that's mm. how it's, and then Guy was trying to cover it up. So the fact that he was a beast was the reason the claw marks were on her. Right? Oh, okay. The scratches. And then Guy was basically just covering for that. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I saw it more of uh, the devil working through him. Mm. Um, so I, I assume the mark on his chest or whatever was like giving the devil permission to like um, possess him or, you know, pump his seed through him. I don't know. Ugh, ugh, that sounds Gross. so nasty. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's get away from the... the what is honestly the the worst scene in the movie I think Mm -hmm. so if you're horror movie adverse and um, that is a particular trigger for you just be warned it is there (laughs) yep Um, it's not graphic luckily but you know what's happening and that in itself is enough um we see Guy practicing with his crutches. He's not a very good actor I'm just gonna say it right here (laughs) he's going back and forth doing his lines and I'm like yeah, it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> but Rosemary notices that he won't look at her. And I'm like, good. <laughs> Get him out. Um, yeah, Rosemary goes to the doctor, to her actual doctor. And the doctor tells her that, congratulations, she's pregnant. Um, she'll give birth on June 28th. Um, but they need another blo- uh, blood sample. Um, the doctor stumbled over his words during this phone call. Yeah. And I immediately went, oh! <gasps> Is he one of the cult? It turns out, no. He's no. Oh, wait, no. Is well, he? It's, it's never stated, right? Because... So this is the younger guy we meet later, This is right? Dr. Hill. This right? is Dr. Hill, who we do meet later because we think he's going to help, yeah. but he... And yeah, he, he doesn't. He, he, basically, he gives Rosemary over to the other doctor that mm. is part of the cult. Right? right. But then at the end of the film, I didn't see him anywhere. He's not in the. He's not in the party. Yeah. Mm. So I. I don't think he is part of the cult. Maybe he's trying to gain membership, and this is sort of gaining fa- um, favor. But he does stumble over his words, saying why they need another blood sample. Yeah. So I'm like, is he part of the cult then? Is the blood needed for some sort of ritual to you know like ensure insemination or, I don't know. you know, solidify the fact that this is going to be like a Satan baby. Mm. 
Um, she tells Guy they embrace. I still hate him and I kind of wish she'd stab him. Um, <laughs> he immediately wants to tell Minnie and Ronnie. Oh, Minnie yeah. and Ronnie. <laughs> we'll, we'll call him Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> Minnie and Roman. Um, he immediately runs out to do this. Never mind the wife who's actually carrying the baby. She can stay here. Yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, I don't think she wants to talk with uh, Minnie and Roman, so that's fine. Uh, but they immediately come round to celebrate. Minnie in her bathrobe, so I'm like, oh, this is important to them. Mm. They didn't get dressed. They immediately just rushed out. They grabbed the fancy bottle of wine first, though. They did grab the fancy bottle of wine, which uh, Rosemary has a glass of, and I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Before we're like, maybe we shouldn't shouldn't drink when we're pregnant <laughs> might be bad for maybe, maybe maybe just maybe um the castanets recommend a doctor themselves uh guy agrees shocker um and i noticed during the scene roman will not stop staring at rosemary this entire scene i don't know if you caught this no, I everyone else is talking and roman is just blank face staring at her um and it's very creepy but Minnie immediately runs and calls the new doctor that they want her to use um uh yeah to set up an appointment for the next day yes Dr. Abe oh I've got it written Abraham down. Sapistein Sapistein that was right I don't think I wrote down his first name but yeah Sapistein and I'm like that's a dodgy name <laughs> <laughs> um Rosemary puts back on the necklace why? yeah no, it smells know. like crap Sure, Minnie got you a doctor, but you already had a doctor and you don't really like these old people who live next door. Why did you put the necklace back on? Um, I guess maybe she was wondering if it was a lucky charm, actually, and maybe it would, you know, help with the baby. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, We meet the new doctor, and the first thing out of his mouth is, please don't read any books. (laughs) I just put, as a first impression, not great. (laughs) And don't listen to your friends. No two pregnancies are ever alike. I just put, oh. We're isolating her. Interesting. <laughs> um, no vitamin pills either. Minnie will make you a herbal drink every day. And I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're back to the uh, red flag tally. Uh, oh, fuck it. I don't know what we're on now. <laughs> I think we're running out of red flags. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have more red flags than fingers to wave them. Um, and I just put, for the love of God, how many red flags do you need? <laughs> uh, Minnie gives her her herbal drink. Which sort of looks like milk with bits floating in it. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like what would happen if you put milk and, like, Paxo stuffing in a blender. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look appetizing. No. Um, and she said, uh, I love this line. This line I just loved, and I don't, I don't know why I like it so much, but she, Rosemary's like, oh, what's in it? And she says, snips and snails and puppy dog tails. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Minnie. Confirmed. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary got a haircut and this is my second tally that I'm going to put up how many people abuse Rosemary for her haircut I... <laughs> yes <laughs> because if fuck I... me Jesus just let the woman have a haircut half an hour, every single time the character sees her you look terrible yeah. <laughs> what did you do to your hair <laughs> Rosemary gets a haircut guy comes home and goes I hate it <laughs> I'm like fuck you guy you're a rapist <laughs> You don't get an opinion. <laughs> but I just love that, though. He gets home and is just a complete ass yeah. to her. Yeah. What did you do to your hair? It's hideous. <laughs> it was the worst mistake of your life. <laughs> yes! I'm like, no, you're the worst mistake of her life. 
Um, but she's mentioning that she's starting to have a sharp pain in her side. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. yep. Devil baby. This, this, this tracks. Um, doctor dismisses it and scolds her. How dare she read a book? It'll go about, away in a day or two. Yes. How dare she read a book about the problem she's having? It'll go away in a day or two. I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> um, we get silent Scrabble. Which I love. I don't think I've ever had a silent game of Scrabble. The two of them are just sat there and they won't talk to each other. Understandably. Um, I don't think they work well as a couple. I'd like to think about like what words they were placing on the board at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, fuck you guy. (laughs) She just makes rapist. (laughs) She's like, oh that's good. That's like 60 points. Good job, Rosemary. (laughs) Um, But Rosemary doesn't feel right. Um... A guy's line here, yes, uh, she says she's not feeling well and uh, she looks awful and terrible and she's and uh, a guy's line is, no, you look great, it's the haircut that's awful. I'm like, all right, strike two on the... <laughs> we got strike two on the uh, picking on Rosemary's haircut. I like it, by the way. Um, I think it frames her face quite well. I have no problems with this haircut at all. Why does everyone hate it? I, I don't think it looks too bad. Um, I think, it, like, it obviously didn't help that, like, she was obviously looking worse and more gaunt. From yes, her. the fact that she's getting thinner as well, because they mentioned yeah. that she's she's losing a lot of weight instead of gaining weight because of the uh, because of the pregnancy. But yes, she's the the gauntness of her face. Um, yeah, yeah, the haircut. It's a good haircut, but. It would She's, it would be fashionable if she w- like if she was still the same as she was at the very beginning and got the haircut. Mm. It would be fashionable. The fact that she was looking so unhealthy while having it. Mm. Uh, we learn that Rosemary's starting to crave rare meat. She she has a steak, but only cooks it for like two seconds either side. No 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 no. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it rare, please. <laughs> yes, I'll take it still walking. <laughs> I'll take it bleeding. Yes. Um, Hutch visits. Um, my God, what did you do to your hand? All right, we've got strike three. It's terrible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my, my note here just says, am I going to have to start a count for people who complain about this thing that's none of their goddamn business? <laughs> um, she mentions she's losing weight. The door buzzes. It's Roman checking who's in their house. And I'm like, oh, God, they're keeping tabs on who's coming around as well. Uh, They're getting very protective over her. There's a close-up on his pierced ear as well, which also never comes to fruition. It never comes up again. I mean, obviously, like, you you can attribute it to the culprit kind of thing at the end, but... But what does it mean? It's not like uh, he's got a scar on his finger from where he, I don't know, cuts it for blood rituals or anything like that. I'm like, what does a pierced ear mean in, in witchcraft? Is it a thing? Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, they talk about pills and the vitamin drink. Uh, Rosemary, sli- uh, Rosemary slyly drops the tannis root into the conversation. She sort of mentions that her, yes. her necklace has tannis root in it. Like it's the way she does it, almost feels crafty. It feels like it's she's purposefully fishing for in, from in, fishing for information from someone she trusts. Yes, she drops it into the conversation, um, which immediately makes Hutch suspicious. Um, he says it doesn't look like a root it looks more like a fungus or a mould and I'm like oh okay Uh, Roman excuses himself Uh, Rosemary and Hutch gossip about how their nosy neighbours are guy comes home with loot (laughs) 
<laughs> I love this. He walks out of the room because they're in the, the kitchen having a coffee or something like that. And he comes yes. back with a full box of cigarettes. I'm not talking about a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> a box of cigarettes. 24 a pack. What, uh, and a box of 12. <laughs> what, what, what's the point, though? I don't know. Put them on the table and I think he starts unwrapping one. He does. He unwraps one to have a smoke. And I'm just like... Okay, why, why didn't you just go get the single pack? <laughs> I don't know. Are you showing off to Hutch? Mm. Look how many cigarettes I can now afford with my job. Yes. <laughs> He's big dick in Hutch. <laughs> Look how many cigarettes I have. Um, guy seems very excited to get Hutch out of the house because Hutch sort of excuses himself. He can't stay for dinner. Mm. Guy runs ahead of him, which I noticed, um, to grab his coat and stuff like that. We learn what this is later. But I was just like, oh, he's just excited to get Hutch out. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hutch is sort of an intruder now, not a friend. Um, uh, Guy leaves to get a paper. Just, uh, we get this a couple of times. He's just like, "Uh, I need to go get the paper. (laughs) He did this when Rosemary was visibly upset as well. He does this later to go get ice cream, I think it was. Uh, There's one point where Rosemary's visibly like upset and crying. He's just like... I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> but I just put reporting to the cult, question mark, which I assume so. I assume that's yeah. what it is. Um, Hutch calls to speak with Rosemary. He wants to meet her. Uh, he says that he's missing a glove. You know, did I leave it in your house somewhere? She says, no. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, I do need to definitely talk to you, though. Can we meet tomorrow? Uh, Kai immediately leaves to get ice cream. And I'm just like, I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker just reporting everything to the castanets I guess um, after getting info of exactly where and when lunch is happening and I was like oh they're gonna murder him there <laughs> they don't but <laughs> I love this though um, Rosemary goes to meet Hutch we learn that it's now Christmas so I'm like okay we're uh, math um, <laughs> we're not that far off from due date I guess we're, we're well, a couple months yeah, yeah we're a couple of months into the pregnancy now yeah Uh, So she should be showing, at least. Uh, She's having a lot of pregnancy pains. um, And Hutch is a no-show, which is kind of sad. So Rosemary goes to give him a call. uh, And we learn that uh, Hutch became suspiciously ill, like the previous tenant of the apartment that they're now living in. He is in a coma. And I'm like, oh, you ain't got much time till he's dead. Nope. And what a coincidence! Minnie just happens to be walking down the street of New York, exactly where she was supposed to meet Hutch. Hey, hey, look at hey. that! It's almost like your your douchebag uh, your douchebag husband reported on you, huh? 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 Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Minnie's here, and she takes her home. Oh, darling, let me get you home. Oh, I don't need to do my Christmas shopping. I'll do it later. I'm like, you didn't come out for no Christmas shopping. Um. Next thing we know, it's New Year's, and uh, everyone's at the party. All the creepy people. Uh, none of Rosemary's friends are here. Why? Where's Rosemary's support system? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the uh, over-65 party, except for Rosemary and Guy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but the doctor assures her she doesn't have anything to worry about, and she does not need to leave the house anymore. Don't leave that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, the red the red flag count is just off the chart now. This doctor is not good for you. I don't care who you are. If I want to leave the damn house, I'll leave the damn house. <laughs> but yeah, he basically tells you you don't need to leave anymore. And I just put, is this the whole cult in their apartment at the moment? Uh, no, there's a couple more. A couple more. There's a couple more. But um, yes, it's the majority of the cult. <laughs> yep. Um, Rosemary's now craving raw meat. Mm. The other, the other interesting thing on that uh, 
the party. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they do the countdown to, like, Happy New Year, and then the guy after it shouts, Year One. Oh, I didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. No. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, Rosemary uh, is now craving raw meat, and I just put, is that liver? It doesn't look like a steak. It's very floppy and sort yeah. of spongy. <laughs> I was tr- I was trying to figure out if it was a meat at first or not, but yeah. Like... I think it's raw meat, and I'm like, that's a bad sign. Yeah. That's not good. Um, she catches a, reflect- uh, a reflection of self in the toaster, and she spits it out because she realizes that that's kind of gross. I mean, uh, it's not bad for you, I guess, if it's properly... I mean, there's still the chance of, you know, getting sick from it, but mm. at least it's red meat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like you're going to get salmonella or something from it. Um, Rosemary's now quite pissed off, and understandably so, and she's arranging a, a party specifically avoiding the elderly people mm-hmm. um, in their building to reconnect with her social support. And I was like, good. You need people around that's not guy. <laughs> <laughs> or your crazy cultist neighbours. Um yeah, and uh, the guy, guy says, oh, no, 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 you can't throw a party. You're in a lot of pain. And she uses the doctor's advice against them. Oh, it'll go away in a day or two. I love this. She's getting <laughs> spiteful with it. Did you catch this yeah, as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I can have a party. The pain will go away in a day or two. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> and we've got Minnie snooping around again. Uh, she specifically tried to stay to make sure Rosemary's drinking her... Um, her her uh, vitamin shake, white milkshake, <laughs> <laughs> her white Paxo stuffing shake. Um, but luckily, Rosemary sort of pushes around. She's like, "Just fuck off, Minnie." <laughs> <laughs> and Rosemary tips the drink away, and I'm like, "Good, mm. we're making progress." She's not drinking that drink anymore. Uh, then we have the party with all her friends, and I'm like, "Finally!" Uh, th- I don't know how they filmed it to make it feel different. But there's like, I don't know, it feels lively, social, it's not creepy. Everyone is like giving concern about her, not Mm. just the baby. All the like elderly people are just like, how's the baby? What's the baby doing? You know, you know, baby, 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 baby. And her friends are like, how are you doing? Are you feeling all right? Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't know how they filmed it to give it a more lighter air is it just the fact that there's music playing in the background there's, or there's music playing um which is actually a good point like up until this point in the movie there had been pretty much a very much a lack of music mm. like i i noticed that very early on is besides the creepy lullaby yes besides the creepy lullaby at the beginning like all the time when they were like decorating the house when they were first moving in and stuff like that there was hardly anything it was very echoey and all that kind of stuff um, I guess the other point of making the party more lively is there was a lot more movement in the scene. Yes. The, everyone was standing up and moving about, whereas in the old, the old fart. <laughs> the old party. fart party. <laughs> yeah, they all sort of just, uh, they all shuffle. They were all kind of just like sitting down and smoking cigars and, you know. Mm, these people were wandering around, chatting with each other, was, eating hors d'oeuvres. And... Yeah, it was a lot slower. Mm. Mm. Okay, uh, her friends managed to to get hold of her, and Rosemary has a little breakdown. And I'm like, God, she has a support system. All her friends gather around. They kick Guy out of the kitchen, despite the fact that he tries to get in like three times. No, no, I, I need to. Um, older. Uh, I, I need to. Uh, there's a plate. I need to wash. You haven't touched and the dishes like, one time. Yeah, I know. Like, it's a lie. No way has he ever done the dishes. 
<laughs> but they, they, I love her friend who's just like, no, get out. <laughs> um, but her friends are so good, and I love this moment because this, the the entire first half of this movie has been so. I don't know. It feels everything feels like an attack on Rosemary. You know, yeah. all these people are so overpowering, and then her friends just gather around, going, "Are you all right? Mm. What's wrong?" And she just goes, "I've just I've been in pain for like six months. <laughs> How long have you been in pain for? Since November." <laughs> yeah, but like, no what? <laughs> and they just said, uh, "Pain is a warning that something isn't right," um, and they convinced her to get a second opinion. Mm. from her original doctor and I'm like good good this is why you should have a social support system yes <laughs> that isn't just your partner and you know his friends which are now the, the creepy, creepy cultists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she tells Guy that she's not going to drink the um, the herbal drink anymore and she's going back to her old doctor Mm. And that she hasn't been drinking it for a couple of days now. That's right. Yeah, she mentions that she pours it away. And Guy's reaction to this is awful. And I'm like, why are you with this man? Because he starts ranting and pacing and calling her friends bitches. And is that what those bitches were talking about? And I'm like, I think it's the first time we get swearing in the film. Yes, I think it might be actually because he yeah. he does he calls them bitches. Yeah, and I'm like, this is your wife's friends, her only support system. Oh, it, uh, it frustrates me so much. I just want to pop his head like a zit. Uh, <laughs> cherry pop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to cherry pop. Um, uh, 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 yes, and a guy says a second opinion isn't fair on Doctor Saprastreen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like fair. not fair on the doctor. <laughs> um, I'm like this is bullshit. Not fair to the doctor. What fucking nonsense is that? <laughs> Get a second opinion. If you don't agree with what your doctor's saying or what your doctor's saying isn't helping you, go see another doctor. It doesn't mean you have to permanently change doctors. It, a second opinion's always good. <laughs> <laughs> this made me so mad. <laughs> But luckily, the pain suddenly stops. Suspiciously. Yes. Not at all. <laughs> relief. Uh, the, the look of relief on her face is almost touching. Because mm. I can't imagine being in pain for that long. And then suddenly... But it's, it, it's creepy how suddenly it stops. It's like the second she decides that she's going to go see this other doctor, bam, no problem. Mm. But she also mentioned that she's been making her own drink. Her own herbal drink. Yeah, but it was mm. with milk, egg and sugar. <laughs> I'm like you, you baking a cake inside as well like but, um, yeah so uh, I I don't it's yeah it seems odd to me that the pain like just stopped all of a sudden yeah because I'm like is like I can understand if she like if it was being caused by the herbal drink and you know after not drinking it for a couple of days the pain stopped the pain stopped but also I think it could have been the cultists as well because they've had pre-warning that this is happening because Rosemary's already starting to, you know, disobey. She's rebelling. She's having her own party. She's not. She specifically says she's not going to see that doctor anymore. Mm. So I wonder if the cultists did something to, I don't know, stop the pain, to, I don't know, make her not notice the pain anymore, something like that, because she was drifting in the other direction. Mm. But we... But we haven't seen them use any kind of, like, quick magic or anything like that up until this point. It's all been... But we don't know how, how long 
the time lapse between when she decides she's going to have a party and she tells Guy they're having a party and when the party actually happens. Sure. So even like a week, they might be able to get a spell together to numb the pain or something like that or to make her not notice it. Um, But she's in relief. She says she can finally feel the baby and Guy seems scared of the baby. Did you notice this? When she's like, look, look, feel, feel he's moving. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's a nope. (laughs) Yeah, he just backs off from it. He's like, I ain't touching that. Um... And I just put, oh, how convenient. No reason to change doctors now. Let's keep drinking mini smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) And we get a montage of them setting up the baby's room, which looks lovely in the end. But she starts drinking the drink again. I'm like, why? Yeah, this is is what confused me. Because it it doesn't, like, as I said, I attributed the fact that she stopped having pain to the fact that she stopped having the drink. Mm. And then she starts drinking again, but the pain never comes back. Yes. So it's... That's why I'm like, it can't be the drink then. It must be something else. Mm. Or they've found a way to mask her pain. Or maybe milk, egg, and sugar is like a direct, like opposite to witchcraft. So it's like the holy cure. Whenever, whenever you come to get up against the witch and just throw a cake in their face, <laughs> I'm melting. <laughs> Death by Victoria Sponge. <laughs> um, but um, the next scene we get, Rosemary finally looks pregnant. Mm. She's actually got, like, some girth to her. She's not a stick anymore. Um, She packs a hospital suitcase because they mentioned that they're now three weeks away from the due date. Was it three weeks away? Uh, I think that's what she said, yeah. Jeez. I mean, my wife packed it, like, two months in advance. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Um, We then get a casual phone call that Hutch has died. Um, Oh, oh, okay. Yep, okay. That's fine. Um... (laughs) I'm like, witchcraft, cult, demon, Satanism. All of the above. Uh, yes, it's all of the above. Yep. Um, <laughs> Essentially. Yes. We get, a, we, get, um, we get the funeral. Um, we get Hatcher's funeral and his cousin, sister, something like that. I can't remember what she said she yeah, was. I'm, it's not really important. I'm not but, re- yeah, I can't remember exactly. Someone who looked after him or helped out. So, some close relative of his. Yeah. Um, uh, gives Rosemary a book and says that uh, he woke up just before dying. Um, he was kind of a bit nonsensical in what he was saying. Um, but he did say that the name of the book is an anagram. And I just put, God, it would be really nice to see what this book is then. <laughs> I kind of wanted a, uh, I wanted to figure out the mystery before we got to it. Mm. Which we do get to do in a little bit, but I, I kind of, but it's all packaged up in paper, like it's a parcel. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, she gets home, Minnie's there, uh, she checks out the book. Well, she, um, checks, she checks out the packaging. She checks out the packaging because she can't actually see the book. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's subtle. Uh, it is, the, the way Minnie does it is very subtle. Because mm. um, Rosemary's sort of fumbling with something, I can't remember what it is. And then uh, she's like, oh, oh, give me the book, I'll hold on to the book while you do that. And I'm like, oh, she's checking what it is, or trying to check what it is. Um, and the book is All of Them Witches. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's not subtle. <laughs> I'm like, that's all the clue you need. What anagram? <laughs> um, she sort of flicks through the pages and we get some information. We learn that the, the fungus inside the, um, inside the necklace uh, is called the devil's pepper. And I put, is that tannis root then? Tannis root is devil's pepper, I assume. 
Uh, we get some names and dates underlined, and I put, ooh, now it's a mystery. Because <laughs> uh, I love a good mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put, are they the original witches, or are they descendants of the witches? I'm like, is this an immortality thing? Yeah. Or are they, like, next generation? Uh, we get Scrabble again. I love Scrabble. 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 Which is, which is an, actually a good way to figure out an anagram. It really is. It was quite inventive. I was like, oh, I would have just got a piece of paper and fucked around for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she gets Scrabble tiles, puts um, all of them witches out, and then rearranges it, and then she rearranges with, uh, comes with the fall, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's quite cryptic yeah, and yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah that's that, cool. That, that could, yeah. Uh, then we get Elf Shot Lame Witch. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe not. Let's keep trying. Um, and then she realizes there's a. She sort of gives up, and she uh, uh, she sees there's a marked page where it says the son of Stephen, um, and she rearranges the letters. <gasps> Roman Castavet. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that was fun. I like that. <laughs> we got a mini mystery. It only lasted like 10, 15 minutes, but it was very fun. It was, yeah. Although I don't know, I felt disappointed by the fact that the, his original name was like Stephen. And he just moved the word Steve into his last name. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yes, I didn't really pick up on that, but yes. Uh, Rosemary's now chained the door. Yes. And I'm like, good. And then Guy gets get Guy, Guy gets home, and I'm like, don't don't take the chain off. Don't let him in. <laughs> but she does, uh, and Rosemary explains to Guy, uh, which I just put, this is a mistake. Um, it's a coven. Uh, they use baby flesh and baby's blood for different spells and stuff like that. And Rosemary wants to move. Why would that be? Oh, I can't imagine looks over at my, my tally of red flags. <laughs> um, uh, Guy basically uh, won't let her finish the book. <laughs> I just put, tell Guy to fuck off and finish the last chapter. I want to know what this shit is about. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, stop reading that nonsense. And he takes her offer and puts it on the bookshelf. Especially he puts it on a very high shelf. Yeah, it's probably too high for Rosemary in a very pregnant state to reach. Um, Rosemary confides in the doctor. Also a mistake. Mm-hmm. She keeps telling all the wrong people. I'm like, why are you telling the most suspicious people <laughs> all this stuff? I think they might be witches. Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> um... He sort of mentions that, oh, you know, take pity on the Castavets. Roman is very sick. He's probably only got a month or two left in him. Uh, and Roman and Minnie leave on a trip. One last... One last hurrah. And I'm like, they're not leaving, are they? Nope. Nope, they're definitely nope. not leaving. Because <laughs> I was like, this is just a ruse to make Rosemary comfortable enough in the yeah. apartment that she doesn't leave right away. Basically long enough for the baby to be born. Yeah. Um... We learn that Guy threw away the book. <gasps> Shocker. <gasps> Didn't see that coming at all. Um, we get this scene. I love this scene. Rosemary dodges traffic. She's sort of almost yeah. in a trance, but she's like, it's like she's so deep in thought and doesn't care anymore that she just basically walks across a New York street. Mm. All the cars, you know, braking, doing emergency brakes and stuff like that to make sure she doesn't hit her. And as she's walking, she slowly takes off the necklace and just drops it in a gutter as she goes by. And I was like, that is a beautiful little, little shot. Yeah. I thought it was just so well done. Um, But she goes to a bookshop and she buys a couple new books about witchcraft. 
proactive. Mm-hmm. She's being proactive. Dear 80s, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we get a very good close-up of this uh, uh, small paragraph. It says, many people during that time died supposedly natural deaths. Since then, it has been determined that the united mental force of the whole coven could blind, deafen, paralyze, and ultimately kill the chosen victim. Yes. I'm like, oh, we've seen two of three. We haven't <laughs> had death yet, but... Well, we have. Have we? Ouch. Oh, no, he's in a coma. Nobody died. Oh, this is true. Oh, yeah, no, no, but we haven't had deaf. Deafen. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> I was like, I thought you said death. <laughs> no, 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 not not death. Death can't hear anymore. Um, no, we had blind because the actor went blind. We didn't have death. Paralyze and kill. I assume paralyze just means the coma that people yeah, fell into. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, a personal item is needed to weave the spell. Um, and I'm like, oh, Hutch's glove. That's the first thing that popped in my head yes. anyway. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about the actor, but she she calls the actor who went blind first. And she's sort of, she's so good with her words because that's all she sort of has. Mm. She sort of cleverly dances around the fact that, you know, that, oh, you know, I think my husband might have something of yours, a, a tie or something like that. And he's like, yes, yes, we traded ties the day before I went blind. And I'm like, the day before? <laughs> why, why are you not running away from Guy? <laughs> Um, I loved the guy's um, not guy, but the the uh, the actor, the actor on the fo- no 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 the the guy on the phone. Yes, yes. Um, the actor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you the actor who plays guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yes. I see what you mean. Um, he uh, the, the what's the word he says or the sentence? He's like she's like, how are you doing today? He's like, well. Only broke six glasses. <laughs> yes, it's so sad. Is that well? I'm only doing, I only broke six glasses, so better than yesterday. And I'm like, oh, oh god. <laughs> um, Rosemary immediately grabs her hospital suitcase and leaves. Hooray! I'm like, good. But she goes to the Doctor Saperstein's office. I'm like, why, Rosemary? Come on. <laughs> Um, I love the magazine that's in the waiting room at yes. the doctor's office God that just says, God is dead. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the the receptionist comments that she likes Rosemary's perfume. Um, it smells but much better than the stinky luck charm she had before. I wish the doctor would follow suit. His office quite often smells like that shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, ping. Finally, Rosemary gets it. She's like, oh my God, the doctor is part of them. And I'm like, yes. 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 Welcome. Yes. Welcome to the club that you figured it out. <laughs> we, we figured it out in your time about six months ago. <laughs> um, she leaves and immediately makes a call to Dr. Hill. Um, but he's not there. So she waits by the payphone for him to call back. I love this scene because she has to keep picking up the phone yeah. and making fake conversations so that nobody else like kicks her out of the phone booth. She's like, oh, oh really? <laughs> That's so interesting about cousin Terry. <laughs> Poor Terry. <laughs> it's so interesting though. I quite like this because it's, I don't know. She, it's, it takes a very good actor to play someone who's not good at acting. Yeah. It's that thing, yeah, it's that Fake conundrum. Yeah. You know, 
because she is a very good actor this uh, this actress I think is phenomenal mm. and the fact that she's very good at playing someone who's not good at acting is like a great weave of things going on there I love it it's so good um, uh, all of them witches don't worry Andy or Jenny I'll kill them before I let them touch you is what she says in the phone book when yes. she's mumbling to herself. She's, she's been trying to figure out her baby's name That's all the right. time. And she's sort of settled on Andy or Jenny, which she yeah. brings up a couple of times. She, like, through, throughout the entire movie, she constantly changes the name. I think mm. originally it starts with Susan. Susan. Yes, I remember Susan. Yeah. And then I think she... Yeah. Does she go through any others? I, I think, uh, I, I they mention like a couple, but... One other. Yeah. I think uh, it changes... One boy's to, name. Yeah, I think it changes to Sarah at one point. Ah, Okay. I can't remember entirely. But I love this because it shows it shows her agency as a character as well, that she's mm-hmm. like, she will... It, it She's actually going to put up a fight. Yeah. It's not like, oh, won't somebody save me? <laughs> um, it's more like, you know, I'm going to fucking murder them if they come near me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good. Uh, Dr. Hill calls back. Uh, she explains that she needs help and he agrees to see her. Um I love the suspicious old man as well. That sort of he looms in the background for quite a long time. Well, the, the yeah, the the whole point, at least from what I could see, is he look from the back. He looks like Roman. Oh, I guess he does. Yeah. So I, that, I just that, mm. that's what I picked up because she kind of looks at him and is kind of freaked out a little bit from what I could see. And so I assumed that you know she thought it was Roman, and then he turns around. It's just this nice guy who smiles. But is he part of the cult? Mm. Everyone above the age of 60 is part of this fucking girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, she talks to the doctor. She goes on a bit of a rant mentioning witches and there should be a mark on body as proof of entry. And I'm like, oh, I wonder where wonder where Guy's got his. Because um, she mentions the Guy's uh, always wearing pyjamas and he didn't used to. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, okay. it's, just, it's just old person rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I wear pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I'm like an 80-year-old grandma in the body of a 30-year-old man, but yes. <laughs> um, Hill keeps the books, and I'm like, mm, why? Yeah, that was really odd. He's like, oh, you have books on witches? Let me keep those. Yeah. And it, I was like, is he going to do research? Because at this point, I wasn't sure if yeah. Hill was part of the thing. He said it in such a weird way. He's like looking through the book and it, it almost looks like he doesn't believe it, right? Yeah, exactly. That's and the then, thought I and got. And then he kind of like, he does like this shifty-eyed kind of like move and then he's like, can I keep this? And he's just like... It's so weird because yeah, I had the same thought and this is where I was teetering on. Like everyone else has been like, cultist, 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 friends, not cultists. Okay. Yeah, mm. we're, we're fairly, it's fairly obvious. Dr. Saperstein, cultist. But we, we get Dr. Hill and I'm like, is he... Yeah, I don't know but um, he lays her down for a nap because she needs to rest and yeah my note here just says Dr. Hill good or bad don't know yet because he, he tells her that he's going to call the hospital and get her admitted for, That's right. for the birth of the baby yeah so she can basically hide yeah um, but yeah she's finally realised that Guy is definitely part of the cult as well and I'm like yes thank god um we get another dream sequence sort of a it's a very short one it's sort of it looks just happy family and again i didn't look at the faces of the people but it looks like she's just surrounded by normal her friends Mm. and it's sort of like her mind is sort of giving her that sort of reprieve from all of this cultist nightmare nonsense that's been going on yes and she's holding a baby isn't she yes it's basically like her fantasy for what the future what the future for the baby will be yeah um dr hillbad Yep. My next note just says, Dr. Hillbad. 
he brings in Guy and Dr. Stapperstein, um, and they threaten to take her to a mental institute if she doesn't cooperate. Yeah. It was also the shot that they did there. I noticed they did this quite a few times in this film, where they'll have someone talking, but they won't have their head on screen. Oh, okay. And, like, it's just this... They do it in this scene when Dr. Sapstein comes right up to the bed, mm. where she's, she's, she's sitting down on the bed looking, like, up. And it's very much that whole, you know, like, power domination kind of... Like, yeah. But the fact that you can't see his head, he's just this looming... Like the voice of God kind of feel to it, you know? It's this... Al- almost a little bit, but just this... Ma- like, it makes it... It makes him seem more a massive threat than mm. you would actually see. You know, he's larger than life. Like yeah. he's so large, you can't see all of him. You know that yeah. kind of feeling to him. Um, they as- they escort her out, um, and they they take her they take her home, which is AKA prison. Yeah, this is just prison now. Um, I love this again. Rosemary is so proactive in this movie, and I love it because she is helpless. She is such a helpless character. She's not physically strong. She's heavily pregnant. She's not she's not stupid, but she's not, like, a genius as well. But she's proactive in everything she's doing. Mm-hmm. So she takes out her keys, um, ready to, to go into the apartment. I mean, they're heading to the elevator just in the lobby. And she spills everything out of her purse. And Guy and Saperstein being the gentlemen of the 1960s. <laughs> bend, bend the only d- time they're a gentleman. <laughs> exactly. Bend down to pick up everything, to, you know, hand it back to her. And she very slowly walks past them. And then runs in the elevator. <laughs> She's, she manages to... Um, she shuts the door on the doc, on uh, Dr. Sepstein and Guy, and she manages to, to get up in the elevator. And the elevator bellboy. <laughs> and the elevator bellboy, who I assume is also a cultist. Yeah. We don't yeah. know at this point. But we don't know, but I, I think, I'm pretty sure he's at the party at the end, isn't he? I, I don't remember seeing I think he is. He might have been. It might have been. But I just put, this is a very tense elevator ride, and this is where this film does suspense uh, suspense so well. This little elevator ride is really intense. I don't know if you felt this way as well, but my I was just like... Because <laughs> she's just like, she's sort of pacing. She's like checking what floor they're on, and you, you're wondering at any second, is this elevator just going to stop, or is it going to stop at a floor and Minnie's going to be standing there, or... Well, the, the interesting, like, what I was kind of focusing on was the fact that it's a manual elevator. Like, there's no button press to choose a floor. It has a... It had a uh, um, the crank, like the, you see in, like, um, so, Titanic and stuff like that. They had the same sort of crank. Yeah, so basically, the elevator bellboy, he, you know, he would have been doing it for a long time to the point where he could make it stop on a floor, right? Mm. Because you, you know, push it forward to make it go up and then pull it back to slow it down, right? Right. Um... But when she's doing it, she completely misses her floor. And she has to pull it back. Oh, I missed that. I wasn't paying attention what floor they were on or anything like that. I was just paying attention to her, like, yeah. breathing and, and everything And that's like why that. when she comes out of the elevator, there's that gap where she, like, has to jump down and fall, and fall ah, on her knees. right. Okay, that's beautiful. I like that, yeah. Um, so, so you, yeah, it was, it was just, it was interesting to me because, obviously, I've never seen an elevator like that, mm. being I live in modern time <laughs> yes being that they're probably extremely dangerous and have been uh, replaced yeah um, but she, she she's reached her floor but there's the stress of all of this has actually caused her to go into labour so she mm. you can sort of tell because she just sort of you know you get that sharp pain and you could just see it in her face and you're like oh shit now uh, the baby's on its way but she gets inside and she manages to change the door chain the door and my first note here just says oh fuck the closet because my brain immediately just went 
Oh, that's what the closet is. Mm. It's a way to get into the apartment without the door. And that's why it was buried. And, yeah, and I, my, yeah, my entire brain just went, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So she didn't, the old lady who used to live there didn't want to be part of the cult anymore. She barricaded the entrance to the, um, uh, the entrance, the hidden entrance, sorry, to the apartment. Mm-hmm. But the cultist ended up doing a spell on her, which ended up killing her. Yeah. Um... Rosemary tries to call her friends. Great move. Do it. Yes. Um, I love this. Someone walks past in the background, and it is so creepy. It is, yeah. It's so creepy. It was the one one time my wife actually did, like, a jump scare in this film. Oh, yeah. Where she was kind of like... (laughs) She's talking to a friend, and this movie, it's not a... I wouldn't say it's like a... a, an intense horror film because no, it's such a good suspense film because yeah, if you if you had that kind of scene in a modern day film it would be there would be music attributed to it like the you know the violin sting yeah or, when you see someone you know quickly shuffle past in the background there was none of that it was it was just she's oh, she's on the phone it's just a guy walking can you can you get her to call me back when she's available and you just see this man walk in the background and you go boom boom shit <laughs> <laughs> because it's so they don't bring attention to it and that makes it more frightening it's so good um but it turns out the entire cult is now in the apartment yes uh they pin her down and sedate her uh guy is trying to console her you'll be fine i promise i'm like oh my god stab him (laughs) um friend calls back guy picks up the phone oh she's not here while they're screaming in the bank. <laughs> I would she's have gone out. <laughs> if I was her friend, I would have called the fucking police because she's screaming in the background because mm. she's obviously she's in labor and being attacked. It, and she's like, no, she's not here at the moment. Uh, bye. <laughs> no, you know, not counting the fact that she was just on the phone with you like 10 seconds ago. She's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rosemary passes out. Understandably so. Um, she, she wakes up with Guy watching her, and I don't. I, I I love how context changes everything. If this is if this was a romance film, oh, how cute! Oh, he's watching her sleep. How romantic! Horror movie? Oh my god! Get the fuck away from me! Because <laughs> it's all about context. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, my note here. I got. Me, uh, uh, I'd had enough of Guy about 10 minutes into this movie but um, by this point I was just writing like abusive messages to Guy in my notes and I just said man Guy has a very punchable face because <laughs> it wakes up and it's just like a close up of his face and he's like oh, oh look at your sleep Rosemary and I'm just like oh, well, punch it get up fucking face <laughs> um, he, he assures her that, that the baby's fine it's a boy I put Satan baby <laughs> uh, but she she falls asleep again too exhausted um, to, she, she basically just can't escape the cult um, but they all take turns watching her to make sure she doesn't get out because God forbid mm-hmm. um, she wakes up and now she's receiving contradicting information you know there were complications with the birth uh, the baby's dead Shocker. <laughs> and Saprastine, I don't. I, if he was, if he was my doctor, I'd find a new doctor. Not just for the fact that he's a Satanist, but the fact that he has just so little regard for like <laughs> your emotions or like yeah, just in general. He's just like, oh yeah, it's new baby. There was complications. It's dead. Anyway, <laughs> if we were at the hospital, I could have done something. But you know, <laughs> you know, that's right. That's right. Um, he blames her for the baby's death. Yeah. 
That's right. He says, you know, if you just let us into the apartment, if we'd gone to the hospital, the baby would be fine. It's all your fault, Rosemary. Your baby's dead because of you. And I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) When do I flip the coffee table? (laughs) Yes, yes, it was coffee uh, coffee table flipping time. Wow, that's a mouthful to say. (laughs) Um, uh, She doesn't believe them. Shocker. Um, And yes, my note here just says they even blame her for the baby's death. And Guy is gaslighting her so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just put, the extent men will go to belittle a woman. This entire movie could have been avoided and they could have still had Demon Baby if they just initiated Rosemary into the cult. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the extent men will go in the 1960s anyway not to give a woman any kind of right is kind of fascinating because imagine if during that dinner they went hey Rosemary what do you want in life you want to be a famous artist you want to write a, a killer book you want to be the most beautiful woman that's ever lived great sign on the dotted line all you have to do is have a demon baby but that's okay because Satan will look after you for the rest of your life she might have joined. Guy did. Yeah, but Guy's a selfish asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but they give Guy the option, I guess because they see the weakness in him wanting to be like this famous actor. Yeah, well, he's, like he's very self-centered, right? He is the weakling. He's the one you would go after. I, I think if they offered that to Rosemary, she would just get up and run the other way. Yeah, possibly. But she's under the leash of Guy. I mean, this entire movie, she still bends to his whim, despite the fact that he is a selfish, narcissistic rapist. Mm -hmm. And she still does what he asks and forgives him and everything like that when it shouldn't. It's the 60s. I know, it's so frustrating. (laughs) Um, Rosemary asks to see his shoulder. Um, yes. to see if he has a mark a brand he doesn't I'm like I bet it's on his ass <laughs> but they branded him like cattle they just bend him over and <laughs> Satan mark um, <laughs> sorry I don't know why that popped that was the first thing that popped in my head I was like make him take off his pants <laughs> it's there somewhere um, we realise that it's extreme heat they're having like the hottest summer in New York history or something like that mm-hmm. and I just put is hell rising is that what this is uh, yeah, I didn't put that, that together I, 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 that's, that's the first thing my, my brain was like is, de- is, is it because demon Satan babies here is that why we're getting like um, hell is rising into the we're, we're getting the beginning of the apocalypse I guess mm. you know temperatures rising everything like that um, Rosemary hears a baby crying faintly yes uh, she investigates. Um, she meets up with one of the cult members who says, there's no baby crying. And Rosemary listens. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, that, that was... Mm, mm. Um, but at least she's, again, she, I, I guess she, I, I put it up to she's doped up on pills. Potentially. Because they, they keep giving her pills and stuff like that. But she luckily she's she realizes and she starts hiding these pills. Yeah. And she tucks them into like the wooden paneling of her bed frame or something like that it's, isn't it's, it? it's the shelf by her bed yeah, her bed mm. yeah, something like that something like that she tucks it in between two wooden um, boards I guess two wooden boards I, I want to say they were like bricks or something like that mm. but yeah um, they're taking her breast milk yeah 
that that wasn't just yeah <laughs> again it's a throwaway thing it's so weird and the woman's just like oh uh, um, uh yeah we're we need just, your we need your breast milk we're just gonna throw it away we're gonna throw it away and don't she, touch it yeah, she tries to put the dirty spoon in it and they're like nope Nope. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Why? You're just throwing it away. Um, <laughs> backs away slowly. <laughs> um, they learned you are the lowest court member. We learned that there's some new people moving in upstairs. Apparently they have a baby. I'm like, oh, oh, lies. That's a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, what a coincidence. And yes, she tries to dispose of her breast milk. She puts uh, tries to put a spoon in it, but it's not allowed. Oh, it, it's too messy, I think the lady says. Oh. <laughs> You don't want to make a mess. Just leave it. And the the face this lady makes as she backs out the room is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, I do not believe you for even a millisecond, lady. Nope. Um, Rosemary gets out of bed. She checks the closet. And sure enough, there's a passage to Roman and Minnie's apartment in the back of that. Mm-hmm. She grabs a knife. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Finally, only she would actually do something with it. <laughs> but still, 80s. Yeah. No agency in the 80s. This is 1968, and the first thing she does, she goes, fuck, there's a passageway to the neighbor's house. Goes back into the kitchen to get a knife. I'm like, yes! Don't investigate unless you've got something to defend yourself with. <laughs> um, but when she's in the kitchen, somebody walks in from from the other the other room and does something in the kitchen I'm not sure what they were doing and uh, Rosemary has to hide and again the suspense is so good but she follows them back through the closet um, where we realise all the missing pictures are actually burning churches um, and satanic slash witch stuff mm. and I'm, I was like is it sad that I kind of like these paintings <laughs> I think they're kind of cool. <laughs> I'm like, this is something my mum would hang in her, in her living room. It's <laughs> fine in modern day. You know? Yeah, modern day it's like kind of cool. Um, she walks into the lounge where basically the entirety of the cult is there. Um, but she, she's got her knife brandished. It takes so long to recognise that she's there, though. It takes a hot minute. Yeah. It's like they, they couldn't believe that she would actually... You know, I mean, she's been rebellious this entire movie, but they don't pick up that she's not going <laughs> to listen to you now. <laughs> um, she's she looks supremely pissed off, which is fairly understandable. Notice there's a black cradle in the corner mm. with a an inverted cross hanging. It, the yes. Top. Um, she looks and she looks inside, and oh my god, this actress is so good. The look on her face when she looks back, mm. the mix between terror and shock is just so beautiful and we get the iconic lines what have you done to it what have you done to its eyes and Roman's like he has its he has its father's eyes what have you done to him you maniacs Mm. the lines are so good it's like we finally see Rosemary break yeah and it's done so well I love her she's so good what did you think of this I, I loved it, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can understand why they didn't show the baby. Like, in mm. my mind, I kind of wanted, I was like, I want to see it, I want to see it. But, you know, the, the whole suspense and leaving it up to the imagination. Exactly. Was good. But, like, yeah, all, all I can imagine is, like, the, like, 
demon goat eyes kind of thing mm. and whatnot. But yeah, no, the the whole screams and stuff like that. Yeah, it was screaming at them because she's she, like, she's been so polite this entire film. Oh please, you yes. Know. Oh, shall we make love and yeah. all that nonsense? And now she's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so nice. I love it. Um, we learned that Rosemary was specifically chosen by Satan. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> She could, All she could the, have chosen anyone else in the world. Yeah, five billion people on the planet. Uh, you know, there's more women than men, so say like 3.5 million, sorry, 3.5 billion women on the planet and chose you. Mm. Not bad. Mm. Not bad. Take it as a compliment. I mean, it's shit, but take it as a compliment. Um, and we, we get the line, God is dead, Satan lives. And I'm like, oh, that's a good line too. Mm. I it, it should feel cliche, but because of the way this movie is sort of built, it doesn't feel cliched. Do you get that feeling as yeah. well? In fact, that's that's the same with quite a bit in this movie. It should feel cliched, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's no, really good. I think it's just the way it's shot, and the acting is supreme all around and everything like that. She drops a knife. Um, which is... Wow. I don't, yeah, it's it's such a... It's so different to how like you would expect a modern film to, to, to work, right? Mm. At this point, you'd probably expect her to stab someone. Yes. But this movie goes... That's not who she is as a character. She's not been built that way. She's resilient, but she's not a fighter. Because despite all the rebellion, she's never actually like fought against mm. what she's been told. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She drops the knife. Roman tries to um, console her, trying to convince her to be the baby's mother. You know. Yeah. It's still your baby. It needs a mother. Be Satan baby's mum. <laughs> uh, but Rosemary's too in shock. Guy joins the party. Oh my. Can we have one scene without this prick? Um, and he reveals that they promised me... Uh, they promised that they wouldn't hurt her. And they haven't. And look how much they've gained. I'm like... They haven't hurt her? <laughs> they haven't hurt her? She got roofied, raped, was in pain for however months. many months of her of her pregnancy. She's been mentally abused. She's been isolated from her friends and family, anyone who might have possibly helped in any way, shape, or form. Yes, they have hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> she is a broken woman. And I love this. She spits in his face. Yeah. I love it. It was good. I love it. Yeah. Oh, they didn't hurt you. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Give him the biggest loogie you can muster. Um, Minnie gives her tea. And this is where I sort of... I sort of... not re Minnie's not redeemed. But I sort of realised that despite everything, she does seem to actually care about Rosemary. Yeah. Because you see the difference between her and her other knitting friend whose name I didn't write down because I didn't like her. She's the one who took the milk away, right? Yes, the lady yeah. with the really thick-rimmed glasses. Yeah. Who, like, the second the secret was revealed, started degrading uh, Rosemary, started, you know, yes. she's not good enough, get her away from here and everything like that you know the second the facade was over she starts berating Rosemary like she's some sort of heathen or whatever like that mm. but Minnie doesn't do that Minnie's like here have a cup of tea sit down it's a lot to process just take your yeah. time and she's like what is it poison 
Which yep. is chamomile. It's Lipton. <laughs> That's right, it's Lipton. And I was like, what a great line. I like that. Yeah, I understand. By this point in the movie, I completely understand why you like Minnie as yeah. like a character and uh, as she's acted. Um, the last thing we get is Rosemary uh, goes to rock the baby as the cult watches. And we get... Well, it. there's one moment with the, the lady... The, the rimmed glass lady the oh, one, which she's rocking it too hard and yes. the baby's crying yes that's right and Rosemary sort of gets up and she's like you're rocking him too hard mm. and I'm like oh oh no Rosemary don't don't just walk away get out but she goes over and she starts rocking the baby as the cult creepily watches her mm. and and we get that creepy lullaby yeah but there was also in in that party at the end of it there was a couple of things that also once again were brought up they had no reason to bring up um some of the party guests who were there who was the photographer I don't know <laughs> there, there was a random guy who was just the photographer just not pictures. been in the rest of the film no and like uh, there was like a Pakistanian or yeah there's a, this weird guy Middle Eastern in guy like a white suit yeah and he's like is this the mother kind of and, and the the the, um, the photographer was um, Asian as well so I'm like maybe maybe they're trying to insinuate that this is like a global potentially global I, cult like yeah. they're everywhere <laughs> my wife was like constantly with the, the guy in the white suit was kind of like like she was like is he satan <laughs> <laughs> is he satan um okay yeah and uh, w- we end on the creepy lullaby being sung which is uh, how we opened as well which is quite a nice roundabout way of doing the movie mm. so overall ryan what did you think of the movie overall so when i first started watching it probably for the first like i don't know and maybe 45 minutes of it i was probably sitting at about a four to, to start with like I, I, it's a slow burn it's a very much a slow burn mm. um, and as my wife put it um, she called it disappointing foreplay <laughs> <laughs> yes no she was talking to me at work uh, she said it was like getting an hour long blowjob with no climax I think she said <laughs> and I was like oh my god uh, listeners Becky will be joining us next week to do her to do uh, her own movie I apologise in advance <laughs> <laughs> yes um, but we'll get that but, but overall overall at the by the end of it because as it started to get more into it and you know it started to get more creepy and stuff like that it, it did get better and I would say it probably ended on maybe an 8 for me an 8 out of 10 an 8 out of 10 that's pretty good considering it's a 1968 movie like mm. I have to agree I really enjoyed this I would give this like an 8.5 a 9 out of 10 as like a suspense film it's so masterfully done they're so they're so um, they're so in your face about a lot of details but at the same time so subtle about others mm. so if you I don't know, if you look at it like, oh, it's, it's too obvious, then you're missing all the little bits. And if you're looking at all the little bits, you might not notice the big things. Yeah. It's so well done, and the little character moments for, for uh, Rosemary and everything like that are so beautifully done. And like I said, uh, like we've said throughout this entire thing, it's so nice to have um, a, a victim, in air quotes, who's proactive. Yes. Despite being helpless. And especially during this time period where, like you said, women are, like, at home in the kitchen. Mm. And she's being proactive. It's so good. I love it. Um, so we like, to give, uh, we like to give credit where credit's due. So um, 
Is there an actor or a character's performance that you really want to give credit to for this movie? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, it, like my favorite character in was Minnie. Minnie. I, I'm not sure who the actor was or their name, mm. but yeah, just just her all around performance. I I just enjoyed. There was always something that was interesting about what she was doing. Right? Yeah, she she was never just a plain character like in the background. It was mm. it was always there was always something going on, and and she matched the tone of the film really well because she's so in your face you might miss the little things that she's doing mm. like trying to check out the book when she's holding it for rosemary and stuff like that yeah. so good. It's, it's such a she's so like i don't want to say conniving but like she's so good at just hiding what she's actually doing kind of thing mm. there's this whole level of pretending to be just you know your nosy neighbor kind of thing when there's so much more deeper to that in her motives yeah absolutely uh personally i gotta give it to mia farrow uh who played rosemary Mm -hmm. i think she just did amazing work um yeah all the little moments the walking through the street dropping the necklace the the um being a bad actor when she's talking to people on the phone the the screaming at people at the end you know what have you done to him what have you done to its eyes everything like that i just loved it i thought she was phenomenal Mm. so so good um okay well that brings us to the end of the movie thank you everyone for listening if you stayed around for this very long episode we do apologize but it is a uh, two and a quarter hour film uh, worth, it, worth it definitely worth it if you haven't seen it definitely worth it just content warnings on um insinuated rape scenes and obviously she gets roofied and if you've got uh, any uh, adversions to cults and witches and stuff like that just be cautious with that sort of thing but overall thank you so much for listening thank you so much for joining me ryan and uh hopefully you'll come uh, come back again for another episode hopefully yeah yeah um yeah absolutely so we'll see you again next week and good night thanks again to our guests and thank you for listening Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.